This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 89, A New Legacy. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? I see. Right? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Cut yeah. me some slack, guys. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about what that means in a little bit, but this is... Um, Corey Draper, that's my name, yeah. and with me, as always, are my fellow goons, Colin Harmon. Ooh, I'm that one. Dunk on me. And Wes Allen. Here, lizard, lizard, lizard. <laughs> mm. Hey, we're back. You guys doing good? Man, doing good. I'm doing good. Doing 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 well. Doing as I got my well first as vaccine. one can do. I got my first vaccine, and I can like hear what people taste and think. Nice, yeah. that's yeah. cool. Did you get Pfizer or Moderna, or did you get the old Double Johnson? Um, I got <laughs> Pfizer. I was trying to think nice. of a clever joke, but I <laughs> um, there was some guy in the alley. He just opened up his coat and had a whole bunch of needles there. So yeah. I don't know which one it was. Super affordable. You're halfway to your superpowers, so congratulations, yeah. Wes. It looks like some are already coming through. Yeah. How about the 90s and the 80s? There's a whole lot of things happening that are being rebooted. Uh, there are things that are being remade. There are people who have died that mm. were influential mm. from our childhood. So let's talk about it. We call this a recurrent affair. You know, it's interesting, I know you don't want to talk about it, but when I got my uh, vaccine, it was at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which I'd never been inside of before. It was the first time that I went oh. in there. And so it was dead silent in there because obviously there's no game, no anything, with a lot of people walking around. And the only thing you could hear was the music from A Recurrent Affair. It's playing over and over and over again. <laughs> on the nice. I yeah, wasn't sure where you were going there, but yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is the dome where the Falcons play. Well, when Falcons. I got when I got my vaccine, I could hear that song. That's what people are thinking all the time. So, like, mm. I could hear that through my tongue. That's mm -hmm. impressive because mm. I didn't know anybody could hear that. That's what's always been in my head. Mm. You're yeah. welcome. Secrets little out. little creepy, little creepy. Secrets okay. Out. So enough of the joking around. Onto the serious things. We have a couple of people, uh, more than a couple. Um, who have passed away that we need to at least recognize the probably most famous of which is DMX, which I'm sure most of you were following that news. Uh, he had a heart attack um, and things were touch and go for a moment, but then he finally passed away at the age of 50. So um, Colin, did you listen to a lot of his music? I go to you because you're the one that listened to a lot of <laughs> hip hop and rap. <laughs> I did. It was it was actually really interesting because obviously the day that he passed away was the same day that uh, Prince Philip passed away, and mm. I feel like someone who has been alive as long as Prince Philip living was literally uh, as the husband of the longest lasting queen <laughs> ever uh, was overshadowed by DMX, and I think that was just somehow poetic to his life <laughs> in some crazy way. <laughs> yeah. 
Although, to be fair, in America, of course, DMX is going to get more popularity than right. some was, British guy. It was fantastic. You know? But, uh, yeah, man, what I feel like it was one of those people that was, like, just getting into doing producing and sort of, like, building up that next generation and um, kind of taken too early in some sense. But... I mean, I'm he sure has some he iconic songs. <laughs> yeah, he did. Some iconic songs, definitely. Um, I don't want to just sing them. Yeah. That, what are the titles to it? Like, X Gonna Give It To You? Is that the name of the song? I don't mm-hmm. know. Party Up. Stop, Drop, 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 Drop. That's, that's Rough Riders Anthem. You, yeah, there you Do go. Do you think that Prince Philip was a Rough Rider? Mm. <laughs> I think he was more in like the Bone Thugs community. Just because just he looked like he was mostly bones. I miss my Uncle Charles, <laughs> y'all. It's um, perfect. It is perfect. Mm. Miss my son, Charles. Y'all. Rest in peace, George. Is it C- is it Siegel or Seagal? George Seagal? Siegel? I never knew. I never heard his name. I always just heard it. <laughs> but well, there you, you just, go. You just said both of them, so one of them's got to be right. It's one of yeah. those. It's got to be one of those. Um, you might know him right. from... You might know him from Just Shoot Me, Look Who's Talking. He's in the, or was in the Goldbergs, um, which, you know, obviously is a fun show about the 80s. So mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of our listeners also are familiar with the Goldbergs. Um, which really he's delightful actor. in that. Like, I feel like yeah, he's such absolutely. a warm character and like, he plays uh, especially for that show. Man, that's, that's a tough loss for sure. I don't know. Yeah. He seemed like a nice dude. I definitely watched a lot of Just Shoot Me as well, and that's pretty much what I knew him from. Um, even though I had seen Luke Who's Talking, I recognized him from Just Shoot Me. Um, if you guys, did you guys watch that show at all? I watched Mm-mm. a little bit when it was on reruns. I think, yeah, can't remember if it was Comedy Central or what used to run reruns a lot, but I used to watch it then. I always felt like it was an interesting. It's a, kind of a workplace sitcom. It's centered around a fashion magazine. Uh, company i don't know organization and uh he was the head of it but anyway really good actor very funny guy um died at the age of 87 from complications of bypass surgery so 87 that's a long run Uh, yeah he absolutely had a good long life and he will be missed uh okay rest in peace now is this how you pronounce it yafet kato sounds good to me okay He's from Alien. You might know him from Alien, Running Man, uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Uh, well, who did he play in uh, in Alien? Uh, just one of the guys on the ship. I don't know. It was just okay. Uh, you know, it, there was like maybe like eight people on the ship in Alien, right. and he was just one of them. But yeah, I, I feel like he was mainly kind of like a what you would call a genre actor. I feel like he was kind of mainly in those kind of like kind of in the horror realm kind of stuff but you know he was always very good in whatever he did um, right it's I don't, one of those one of those actors where it's like you see his face and you recognize him but you're like yeah. you're like oh it's that guy yeah totally it's like, like never I, starred I, in anything <laughs> right yeah but i don't know how he died that his family didn't release how he died but he died of the age of 81 so he hmm. at least had a long life yeah died at the age of 81 um and this next one i mean this one really stings r.i.p the new ducktales we hardly knew ye 
I know. So yeah. do you guys know like what the thinking or reasoning is behind why they called it quits? Was it not getting viewership well, or something? Well, I feel like it was have great. you ever heard of have you ever heard of the sixty fifth uh, episode rule with Disney? No, I think it's Mm-mm. specifically with Disney. I don't know if it's uh, a like a across the industry or not but it's like apparently uh with disney channel and disney shows they don't like to go any further than 65 episodes because of scheduling and just they feel like once it gets past there unless it's like widely successful that they'll just cut it quits at then Hmm. um which obviously a lot of shows have exceeded that but um but apparently with DuckTales, they just kind of wanted to call it quits. And um, I don't know. It, it's really sad to see because it, it, it's, it was such a fantastic animated series that, especially for a reboot, like really breathed in new life and had a big fan base and really paid homage to a lot of the things that we loved growing up, like including a lot of the other Disney Adventures stuff or Disney Afternoon stuff. And, you know, including... Uh, Darkwing Duck was a primary role in it from time to time. And I don't know, it's just a really well done show. And I'm certainly going to miss it because I used to uh, watch it every Saturday. I would get some cereal and watch it. I don't think it ever came on on Saturday, but I would just save each episode for then. So I kind of had a Saturday <laughs> ritual of watching it. But yeah, definitely going to be do you, do you think that they have that role for just like, you know, especially with kids shows, you, you think, okay, we have these these kids that they might latch on, but then they might age out really quickly because, you know, kids just kind of, they're in and they're out with their ages as far as like, I don't know, you have kind of like really young elementary, then you kind of have like older elementary, and that's just the span of two or three years each time, you know, and then they transition to middle school. So maybe they just think like, hey, these kids are going to age out, and once you get past that that marker... You don't, you're not grabbing new fans. They're just yeah. falling off. I don't know. That, that's just a theory. That, I thought that probably that probably is a good way of thinking that. Like, I think I read that. Like, you know, I think like, I think it was Lizzie McGuire was like something like three seasons, and they cut it quits, and people were outraged that they cut it so quickly. But hmm. you know, um, just things like that. All I was, yeah, I was oh, furious, so upset. <laughs> I, you know, when you think about it. I was, I was just thinking about how, you know, I remember talking on this podcast about like the announcement that it was coming back and then talking about when it came back. This podcast outlived DuckTales. How does that make you feel? <laughs> and we've true. made it far past 65 episodes. So. That's true. We have. We have. So there you go. Probably so about th- 88 too many, but it's fine. All the know? kids that have grown up listening to us have aged out and then we're <laughs> ushering a new generation of kids. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know what the longest running Disney show is? I just looked it up. Ooh, that's a good trivia question. Is it something that we could easily guess? Like, is it obvious? Uh, I have heard of this show, but I've never watched it. Uh, okay. I've watched the second place show. I have both uh, so is it also is it including like Mickey Mouse Club and things like that? Or are we talking about uh, that's um, a good question. I don't know. It doesn't say on here. Okay. Was well, that I Honey, I Shrunk that. the Kids, the series? <laughs> <laughs> it's Longest running Disney. I'll give you the second place one, if this helps. Uh, okay. The second place is That's So Raven, which ran for 100 episodes. Gosh, that is so Raven. <laughs> so right. 
I don't know. It, no idea. It was canceled in January 2012. It was called Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, I've heard of that. Which I am aware of, but I've never watched. It ran for 106 I episodes. Ever, I don't think I've even heard, heard of that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it was kind of side, anyway. like their side of like the uh, more villain side of situation kind of thing. But mm. well, well, if you cares? haven't if you haven't watched Ducktales, you can watch at least the first two seasons on Disney Plus. So I would highly recommend watching it. Yeah, it's good. It's good for sure. I love the cast. Obviously, you guys love the animation. We talked about it before. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, worth yeah. watching. Me yeah. love. Me love. Okay, on to the fun and exciting reboots and revivals and all that jazz. We have Ace Ventura 3. Is this going to be good? That, is it gonna I, be no, good? of course not. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I don't know. You have to have Jim Carrey with it, right? I don't even know if that's announced. I mean, he wasn't in the animated oh, series. He, he <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> Do you think that made it past three seasons? I don't know, but I watched it. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm sh- pretty sure he is coming back because I think the the writers of Sonic the Hedgehog are are writing it, mm, and good, they're good, dealing with Jim Carrey. And yep. thankfully, their writing has worked well with Jim Carrey because he's that's probably the the role that I've seen him be the most nineties ish Jim Carrey. So hopefully that kind of, they jive well together with the writing and everything mm-hmm. to kind of bring that back to life. I hope, <clears throat> I hope, yeah, I've never heard, I don't know. Maybe you have Colin. I haven't heard him talk about that role. Like now, like in retrospect, if he mm. is proud of that role or if he is not so proud of that role. I mean, it is something that springboarded, springboarded him into stardom. So, but then again, you look back on it and it's, you know, it's a different time, a different, ty- different type of humor. Well, so. it also ha- it was kind of a triple header in 94 because Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber and The Mask all came out in the same year. So it's like, who That's knows crazy. what really like springboarded him into fame. That's but true. Like he had plenty of chances to get into the, to the spotlight with that one. Yeah. Well, I assume if he's coming back, he's totally good with it. Or at least good with the money that they're offering him. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. They're teaming up with it. So they're they're teaming up with Amazon. So it, are we just gonna assume that no movie that comes out from here on out is going to be in theaters anymore? <laughs> it's just gonna be a streaming platform. Probably. I think there'll be well, dual releases for the rest of our lives. I would bet. Well, the next one that's in the works, and who knows where that's gonna be released? Which streaming platform? Probably Paramount Plus or something like that. Young Guns Three. And Emilio Estevez has revealed Emilio. that the film is in the works. So, Young Guns is coming back. Yeah, I feel like um, with the release of, which we'll talk about later, the new Mighty Ducks show, I feel like Emilio Estevez has mainly done kind of more indie type films, and even that was kind of sparse. So I think he's like starting to get the dollar signs in his eyes of like how valuable these sequels and revivals and stuff are. So I'm wondering if if he's just really cashing in on that. But were you guys Young Guns fans at all? Nope. I've seen the original, but it's been too long for me to remember any part of it. So, yeah, I think I'd be in the camp that 
I didn't realize there was a Young Guns 2. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, I watched a lot of Young Guns 2, but I don't really remember much of the first one, so I don't know why that uh, was. I did it in the wrong order. Yeah. <laughs> well, next up, we have a Thundercats movie, and this one is going to be a hybrid live action and CGI, which those always go well. So... Thundercats, though, is a big property. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fanfare around that one. Are you guys excited for Thundercats? Which, is this going to mean like that it's more like the Sonic the Hedgehog kind of hybrid situation? Like, that, is that was what we're getting my first into? thought. Okay. Yeah. I kind of first thought of like, I, I bet that this is going to be a little bit like Avatar or something like that. Hmm. Since it's like kind of cat oh, okay. people-ish. So I wonder if it's, I don't know. I don't know really what that means because it could mean a lot of different things. But I think every character in there aren't human. So it's like hmm. all the characters would have to be somewhat CGI. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have like a Cats, the movie situation, like the musical where we'll uh, have like an opportunity oh to see James, Cor James Corden's like <laughs> little cat booty hole. Uh, <laughs> will be a gift that we get to be given which will be nice well thankfully the thundercats wear pants i think so oh. i don't think we have to worry about that one that's good that's good <laughs> that's good well the same guy that was behind godzilla versus kong is writing and directing it adam wingard and that's kind of the combination of live action cg right True. so that's are they going to go super realistic like godzilla versus kong or is it going to be cartoony like Sonic the Hedgehog, mm. that's the big question. I just I hope know. I just hope all the cats have Sonic the Hedgehog's original mouth and eyes. I think that's really <laughs> and it'd be oh, just as terrifying as cats. Yeah. Yes. By the way, I saw uh, Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong in a drive-in theater a couple weeks ago, and it was the first time I've seen a movie outside of my own house in over a year. So mm. that was how really was it? Nice. It was good. It was it was good to see like a movie like that at a drive-in. Like it was really cool. Mm. So I would recommend it. You know, my wife and I actually saw a movie in the theater when they first opened up the theaters uh, back in between the second and third waves. So, you know, when it was inadvisable to do so, but <laughs> we went and we were the only ones in the theater. So it was like our yeah. own socially distanced movie theater experience. It was actually That's great. awesome. So anyway. That's the way to do it. Nothing to do with 80s and 90s. Let's move on. We have a meatloaf game show. I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> oh man, am I excited for this. So... It's a relationship competition series. And I'm just going to read this little blurb. In each episode, two couples will put their relationship on the line for the show's cash prize. After two rounds of absurd and sometimes frightening physical contests, inspired <laughs> and accompanied by ballads, the couple on top will advance to the end game where their faith in each other will undergo the ultimate challenge. Ooh. How great is that? Uh, I wonder what that is. It's <laughs> a great logline. It's very confusing still after reading that. But you know what? I I've always wondered like, but I won't do that. What is that? Uh, so this afternoon I finally googled it. And apparently they tell you in the song what it is. And there's like a bunch of things that he says before that that's like forget the way you feel right now forgive myself forgive himself if you don't go all the way tonight 
do it better than he's done it with you so long and stop dreaming of you every night of his life. Like he'll do anything for love, but he won't do those things. So Mm -hmm. he actually says them in the song. So like, I always thought Mm -hmm. that there was like one deliberate thing that he wouldn't do. And now I'm kind of disappointed. (laughs) I thought it was something like, I don't know. (laughs) I do anything for love, but I'm not doing taxes. But I won't do this bevy of a list. (laughs) <laughs> that's really funny I do, I'll do anything for love but I'm not washing your car Mm-mm. that's where never, I draw the line nope never Mm-mm. 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 And never eating sea fish not gonna not do anything for love but I'm not going to watch this game show mm. <laughs> moving on we have an Allie McBeal revival. Callista Flockhart is still alive, you guys. She's True. going to come back as Allie McBeal and maybe bring along Harrison Ford. Let's hope so. The uh, same series Wait, creator. Wait, are they married? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They've oh, been together since the original series run. Yeah, they've really? been. Really? I didn't know that. It's pretty crazy. Didn't think it would last. But here we are. I thought he was with Princess Leia. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. Somebody fact check me on that real quick, though. No, it's true. I, I only say that because I haven't heard of them breaking up. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But no, anyway, no, uh, it has the same. Great. Does there he still go, have an earring? Most likely. And hopefully they have created their own dancing baby so it doesn't have to be CGI and they can <laughs> make it live action. The original series creator, David E. Kelly, is involved in it. And... Uh, Looks like they're still in uh, planning stages, looking for a showrunner and all that. But why not bring it back? How long did that series last? I ask is if you guys know that off the top of your head. So I'm going to give you some time to look it up. It seemed like it was just like two or three seasons. It was five years. Five. Five. So that was longer than a Disney series. Yeah, it made Surprising. It like probably over 100 episodes, it looks like. Here's that. So obviously I was too young to watch that show. Here's what I remember from that show was the hype surrounding, well, two things, the hype surrounding the fact that they had co-ed bathrooms, which was like mind blowing to everybody at the time. And then the other one was, there was, I think some episode where they were going to show for the first time, a full fledged naked human bottom on television, on network television for the first time. That's all I remember. Interesting. It might have been the baby. <laughs> no, the baby was wearing a diaper. <laughs> That's really funny. I had not, I was not aware of that big reveal that they had there. That's very interesting. It's the random things you retain, you know? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I yeah. could have completely made it up in my head, too. Again, didn't fact check this. That's just from my brain. You, yeah. You've been known to do that about bottoms. It's true. You've got a lot of bottoms in the brain. Often dreaming about bottoms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, what's interesting about this coming back, though, is I feel like there's been a lot of these, like, silly reboots and things like that for people who, like, live in their basements uh, and play video games and, like, collect toys. He said surrounded in toys. Um, uh-huh. Uh, in a weird way. <laughs> hey, like, I, I don't play like, <laughs> video games that much. <laughs> Me either. But in some weird way, I feel like a lot of these sequels have been sort of made for that particular, like, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid kind of era. And in some weird sense, I feel like Ally McBeal is like uh, alluding or appealing more to a more f- uh, female-centric uh, nostalgia that I feel like doesn't really get the acclaim and attention it deserves in this era. So mm. I appreciate that they're putting some effort into their 
Because there was like a lot of uh, impressively like feminist undercurrent and undertones and overt tones about Howling McBeal that I feel like were really interesting. So I'll be curious to see what they approach uh, mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, era. I think I know that the creator said that like when he was interviewed about this, that the reason that they don't have a showrunner yet is because he he doesn't want to be the showrunner because he th- he feels like a female should be in charge of running mm-hmm. the show. Nice. So to make sure that it's properly handled and from a female perspective and all that. Right. Which e- it's even not to like get to this level, but like I feel like it's kind of crazy to think about. Like that was in the mid '90s, like late '90s when that ran. Like to think about that being like a show like it was being showrun by a male at the time. I was like, yeah, duh. But now like that being like almost like a bad, a bad choice, not even like a elective choice, I think is a very good indicator that some small steps have been made, but obviously a ways to go, but it's yeah. encouraging yeah. in some way. And maybe someday we'll have a female on this show. We'll see. I know. It. What are our wives up to? <laughs> Hopefully in the kitchen. I think mine actually literally is in the kitchen right now. Oh, mine is definitely not, and I'm great with that. Hey, (laughs) give me a sandwich. We're all gonna get canceled. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh so hard if she actually brings me a sandwich. Comes in sobbing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) She's alone. (laughs) I never know what she's doing in there. Okay, so we have some teasers and trailers to talk about. First of all, we have... Hey, remember when they were making a new Ghostbusters? And they were going to release it last year? I remember. I know. I've been crying about it ever since. Um, Well, they've released another teaser for this movie that's been in the can for over a year. (laughs) Um, Which I, I assume that they just went and reshot this. And like got Paul Rudd in and got it, got him to shoot it. This like I assume this wasn't in the can this whole time. They're just trying to generate buzz again and say, "Hey, remember us? This is happening now." So um, well, anyway, I, I think I have a reasoning of why they released this clip. Oh, okay, um, they just released a new serial um, this past week or two, and on the box of it, you have these little mini Stay Puffs in it. So I mm-hmm. bet that they knew that that was coming out. So they wanted you to have context. So it wasn't like spoilery or whatever. So you're just like, here, fine. Here's a clip with these little mini puffs. So this um, is like a clip from the movie. See, I thought it was like yeah. a reshot, like for just for teaser purposes kind of a deal. I don't think so. I think that this is actually in the movie. So, okay. um, cause I know that they've already announced like little toys and stuff that are coming out with like the mini puffs and all that. So I, I definitely think that, that that was the plan all along. Um, well, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube and it's, you know, it's fun. Got a little mini stay puff marshmallow man's men, men, <laughs> people that attack Paul Rudd. So spoiler alert there. That's basically <laughs> the entire teaser, but it's fun and cute. You should watch it. And yeah. have they? Re- is there a release date for this thing? Uh, it's November eleventh. Oof, oof, man! They've waited so long. Yeah, I know. I- I'm like, why couldn't they have at least released it during like Halloween time or something? It's like you have to wait even after that. So I don't know. It's it's crazy. They haven't just gone the way of all the other movies of just going to a streaming platform and theater 
Well, I think the that time. the franchise really needs like a big theater kind of push. Mm. Um, I feel like this is kind of a not really a test bed, but like kind of an opportunity to like revive the franchise in a big way. And I don't think they want to waste it of just dumping it on, on that makes like sense. or something. And like, personally, I want to see this in a theater. I like, I want to have that experience. Cause you know, I've been waiting for a third ghostbuster movie since, you know, the second one came out in 89. So it's like, um, <laughs> if I can wait that long, I can at least wait till November, which sucks that it's it would have already come out last year um last summer but like you know what a whatever what what else what is like a few extra months but you know i'm still super looking forward to it and i've watched this teaser about 500 times so i know i very much enjoy i could feel like i could watch an entire tv show of just paul rudd shopping i feel like that would be <laughs> i could, I could so shopping be in with. walmart uh i love paul rudd so much I know he's such a good choice to have in this movie. Like, I feel like he fits that like Ghostbuster vibe for sure. I don't feel like a lot of people do. He can walk that line between like serious acting and having just great comedic timing at the right time. Yeah. And yeah. yes, even just the little things that he mumbled during this teaser, like just made me laugh. Just, yeah. Just, I love it. Yeah. I don't know. He's hilarious. Well, there's a new trailer out for something we've been talking about, and that is the new Space Jam with LeBron James. Space Jam, A New Legacy. So there's your, if you're wondering where my subtitle came from, there you go. We saved it till the very end. So um, I have thoughts on this trailer. Go ahead. Uh, You guys should go go ahead and watch it. Those of you listening, go to YouTube right now, type it in, Space Jam 2. That's probably the quickest way to do it. Um... I so huge huge Space Jam fan over here. I'm sure as you two also were huge Michael Jordan fan. Um and at the time I just I loved was at the right age, fell in love with it, loved everything about it. So I admit I'm biased coming into this. Um so there's that. But I I do feel like I tried to come in with an open mind. I am excited for this movie. Um, and I, I don't have anything against LeBron James. I, I've been hopeful that he could take this torch and carry it on, and maybe we could just keep rebooting it every 20 years. But uh, watching this trailer uh, didn't make me super hopeful. And this is going to sound super nerdy and super dumb, <laughs> but hear me out. I felt Go like this trailer was cashing in on all the properties they have access to kind of like ready player one where it's like let's throw up throw up as many references as possible to get people to come see this movie as opposed to let's just make a good movie um and the plot of it doesn't seem like it's all that great it's basically his son was taken and he has to win him back via a basketball game apparently which isn't as like in, interesting to me. And I know that's really stupid because it's a kid's movie, but if you think about the original Space Jam, the whole plot line of it starting when Michael Jordan was playing baseball and he had just retired and Looney Tune Land was in danger and they went and they got the greatest basketball player of all time to come and help them win back their land uh, through a basketball game. 
that was more interesting to me, especially because Michael Jordan was like, no, I'm done. I'm retired. They had to convince him to come out of retirement. And then telling the whole story of like, hey, they help him rediscover his love for basketball. That to me is a way more interesting story. And it's and, like the Monstars like stealing his friend's exactly. talent and all that kind of stuff was at least, it's kind of goofy when you think about it, but it's still, it's like kind of a yeah. better point. It's unique. Than, yeah. And it was, a, it, they were able to include a lot of other NBA stars and stars in general. You know, they had Bill Murray and uh, Dan Aykroyd and Wayne Knight and all that stuff. Not Dan Aykroyd. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I didn't know I, Dan Aykroyd I, was in this picture. Yeah, that's exactly the line that I had in my head when I said Dan Aykroyd. Danny DeVito. Um, anyway, so that was my thought. So watching this trailer, it was a bit of a disappointment just seeing as like, oh, they just took his son and he's going to win him back in a basketball game. You know he's going to do it. Like, And they kind of cast him. They like doomed him to Looney Tune land. There's all these other lands. So that's how they... Yeah. You know, bring in all these other properties. They have Game of Thrones land, which is super inappropriate for the demographic. And that's just like, I I just, I, it feels like they're, it's just too much. Well, so something there, that I kind of, something I kind of realized when watching this is like realizing because of including all that other stuff, it's like kids now don't really have much context for Looney Tunes. There's not really yeah. Looney Tunes that they bump into on a regular basis. That's true. So it's like, I wonder if they kind of felt self-conscious about that going into it and like feeling like they had to kind of ready player one it, which is it, both of those were done by uh, Warner Brothers. So it's like, I wonder if that's just a Warner Brothers executive thing where it's just like, just include all of our stuff, like include uh, uh, Iron Giant and all this kind of stuff. And like, yeah, a lot of their other references, though, are still like really old, like Flintstones and Miguel yeah. Gorilla and Jabberjaw. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that's like Hanna Barbera <laughs> uh, and the stuff that kids wouldn't get, anyways. I mean, Game of Thrones obviously is a little bit more recent, but I don't know. Yeah, but it's like, I, I even with the thing about Looney Tunes, I still feel like Space Jam is reputable enough to like stand on its own, even without right. having Looney Tunes, you know, a recent. Uh, series or anything that kids like it's like i feel like kids still like space jam and yeah. i feel like it's kind of had a resurgence over the last like handful of years so it's like i don't know i, I feel like they should have been a lot more confident in doing that than they were but yeah it, it does seem like a really weird plot because i feel like uh don Cheadle's role like he's like it's almost like this uh Ralph breaks the internet kind of plot where yeah. it's like it's in this like internet world and apparently he's like jealous of LeBron James of his followers online and on social media and stuff and that's kind of why he wants to like compete with him to compete with followers on social media which is like such a a dumb plot I don't know but it may be better when you watch it in the context of the movie but yeah it's like I'm very skeptical of I it because yeah i would have preferred it be like a true sequel just have the monsters come back like they're out for revenge and they're like hey michael jordan's gone he's old he can't beat us anymore let's try round two to take over and have that be the angle and have it be a true sequel rather than this which, which is this even considered a sequel are they just trying no, I think to it's forget a reboot. the other one i think it's a reboot that based on that trailer which yeah. I don't know if they've ever come out and said, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a sequel by any stretch. Weird, 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 weird. What do you think, Colin? No, I mean, I think I agree. It definitely is more of a reboot than a sequel in that sense. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like they have like all the things that you mentioned, Corey, about like the time period of Michael Jordan's career. It was very beneficial to the plot of this movie, the original one in that sense. I don't know that LeBron has that, but I feel like uh, what they are trying to appeal to is like that father son relationship kind of situation of like, I'll do anything for you kind of thing. Right. We'll see if it holds up. I mean, obviously they're not the first ones to do that and they won't be the last, but I agree. There was something very special about Michael Jordan's time period at that point. And even just the popularity of Looney Tunes, even like when you think of like Animaniacs being like really in its heyday at that point and just a lot of other things that were tiny uh, tunes. Yeah. Like a lot of things in that era era were doing a lot of good that fostered the popularity of that movie that, We'll see how this one right. does. I don't, I don't know if it'll have the same iconic uh, history, which is maybe why they're feeling the pressure to throw in so many other like quote unquote familiar characters, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, and you know, you can't expect them to do the same kind of unique storyline that Michael Jordan had. Cause that, it, uh, that just happened. I mean, LeBron's still playing. He didn't mm-hmm. retire. So you can't have that same thing, but I don't know. I just felt like they cashed it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm yeah. saying. No, I agree. So there's um, another, well, there's another reboot that has happened. It's currently going on. It's Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And that's not really a reboot. It's just kind of a sequel. It's a continuation. continuation yeah. And it's a series that is on Disney+. Plus. And I'm assuming Wes is the only one that has watched it as per <laughs> usual. Yes, I've watched it so far. I am um, planning on watching it. Um, so maybe next time around, next next round of podcasting. I can give my thoughts, but Wes, I would love to hear yours. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, going into this, I I had very, very, very low expectations for this because I just watching the trailers and all that stuff. It's like, it just kind of seemed like I was like, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like a show that would be very interesting. But um, after watching it, it's like, I don't know if it's because I had low expectations. I, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I feel like it, it's well acted. Obviously it's a kid show. Um, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like kids can, it's a family show. I feel like adults can have things to take from it as as well as kids. Um, I feel like it's kind of a predictable plot. Um, but kind of the main message that they're sending is kind of like with over highly kind of competitive parents, um, with sports and stuff where it's like, uh, you know, you have these like helicopter parents that are just like, you know, putting so much pressure on their kids of like, Oh, you have to, by the way, mighty ducks is like the bad guys in this, like they're the, the best team mm. around and all this kind of stuff. And everybody wants to play for the ducks, but they're like really, you know, the coach is like really hard on the kids and all the parents are like, you have to pay, play for the ducks so you can get into a good college, even though they're like 12 years old. Um, so it's just like that kind of thing. And, um, uh, what's her name from Gilmore Girls? I always forget her name, but she, one of her son gets cut from the Mighty Ducks, and so she decides she's going to start her own team and to like to kind of for the purpose of just having fun instead of just being like highly competitive or even competitive with the other parents. It's just like, hey, my kid loves hockey and he just wants to play. So they, of course, gather up all the like you know underdog kind of kids from the school that like aren't very good, but just want to have fun playing hockey. So, and 
uh, Emilio Estevez owns the ice rink that they have to host their games and everything. So that's kind of how he gets involved. And he's really kind of, you know, down on life and doesn't like hockey or kids anymore. And so he's just kind of just this um, miserable character. But like, I, as, as you know, he's probably just going to end up coaching by the end of the series anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I, I would definitely recommend watching it. It's good for families and there's definitely some Easter eggs for, you know, from Mighty Ducks from the other films and uh, evidently some uh, past Mighty Ducks characters are going to come on eventually. They haven't yet, but um, yeah, it's a good show. All right. Well, I definitely plan on watching it by the time this episode airs. How many episodes are there? Do you know? Probably nine or 10. Um, but it, of course it's Disney plus. So it's uh, every Friday. So I think, I think there's been three or four episodes okay. so far. So it's probably but, about halfway done. Okay. So yeah, by the time we release this podcast or maybe depending on when you listen to it, it may, all the episodes may be out, but um, we'll we'll circle back on this and see if there's any uh, any any more thoughts we have on any twist endings or cameos. <laughs> so there is one other thing coming out the the weekend of this recording, which is Mortal Kombat. We've talked about it before. So I anticipate if you're listening to this, wanting uh, wanting to hear our thoughts on Mortal Kombat, you have to wait uh, maybe another few weeks before we can give you our thoughts on that but we'll do that in the meantime if you want to talk with us directly you can hit us up on twitter you can hit us up on instagram at pass forward cast you can send us an old-fashioned email pass forward cast or is it pass forward podcast i've forgotten i've said this so many times pass forward cast at aol.com that's the right one right yeah it's always cast i say it every single time and brain fart yeah it's just password at aol.com send us an email send us a tweet dm us on ig yeah. we're on facebook <laughs> but we never check it so don't don't do it there and we'd love to hear hear from you also leave a review on itunes if you if you like us if you don't like us just don't do it. it leave it as well yeah <laughs> so i think that's it for us so until next time it's over it's done just leave it (laughs) blue velvet (laughs) later snorks Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida not Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over! Oh, yeah! Kick it!